We ask how long ago this picture was taken, and he sighs and explains that this is the guy he shares the car with, and produces a reassuringly fat Nick Clegg ID card from the sun visor flap. Order is restored. I really hate the snow, he notes as we pull out skittishly onto the main road. Then why, we all ask ourselves, do you live high up in the Arctic Circle? We try the railway station just in case the train info is wrong. Certainly the sun is shining, and apart from being tits cold, it seems rather clement, all in all. But, no, every train has indeed been cancelled. The railway line crosses through some very exposed places at high altitude on the Sweden-Norway border. We turn back to the iron ore town with the gloomy prospect of another night at the ice hotel hanging over us. But, oh, that we should be so lucky! Turns out the ice hotel is full that night. That serves us right. As is every other blessed place we try. What is this, Bethlehem? Until one of the older apps on Rog the cameraman's phone tells us there is a Scandic hotel in Kirina that might be worth a shot. Way! There's space! This is suddenly thrilling, as we aren't entirely sure what the alternative would have been. We don't even have a car to sleep in. The Scandic is the upmarket Norse cousin of the Premier Inn, and we've come to love it in every town we've visited so far for its unassuming plainness, stripped-down comforts, and liberal attitude to breakfast. Where good taste meet, shouts the sexy I-didn't-pay-attention-in-English class slogan over sumptuous photographs of plates of cod taken with the shallowest depth of field available to the modern camera. There's just time to buy pants and socks and a toothbrush before I get down to the serious business of finding a proper hat, eventually tracking my quarry like some kind of modern-day Amundsen to the tourist shop twenty yards from the hotel. This fox fur hat will keep me warm for the rest of the trip. We're going to be in temperatures of minus thirty-five and below, so I'm not mucking about. You can use various synthetic materials that are okay in moderate temperatures, but for sheer efficiency of body heat retention and extreme comfort next to the skin, nothing comes close to the furs and skins of animals. There, I've said it. Reindeer skins are what keep the ice hotel from being downright dangerous, as the individual fibres of a reindeer's fur are hollow. Pop a little reindeer skin on a block of ice, and it's almost completely insulated. You can sit on it. Then all you have to do is rub a teenager's rancid feet all over it, and boom, there's your bed for the night. While we're in Kirina, the storm really begins to whip up. Perhaps there was a good reason for cancelling the trains after all. Bloody hell, it's the first time I've witnessed the ruthlessness of Arctic weather in full sail. To start with, there's the wind, easily strong enough to knock you down. Then there's the spindrift, the tiny ice crystals that blow straight into your face. If you haven't got goggles, you're done for, as there's no way you can stand in that wind and keep your eyes open or your face uncovered. Someone's hat blows off while we're outside, so a couple of us chase after it, but in no time we're in snow two feet deep and both of us have fallen over. Seriously, getting up in that wind is no joke. It takes me about a minute to get back onto my feet, and if I'd twisted my ankle in the fall, I wouldn't have been able to do it. In the space of a fortitude title sequence, the snow would have drifted around me, making the whole exercise even more impossible, and by the end of an episode I'd be toast, or rather, whatever the polar opposite of toast is. Frozen bread, I guess. Possibly even brown bread. Hilariously, this happens less than a hundred yards from the hotel front door, and yet is still quite scary. Who'd go out in the wild?
Despite the closure of civilian transport links, there are still iron ore trains coming through from Narvik. You've got to wonder how bad things would have to get before they'd throw in the towel. Maybe the whole place gets awed up if they don't keep the supply chain running. And after two days, everyone's just wading around in iron filings like it's the floor of the barbershop where those magnet guys go to smarten up. The two members of our team who haven't been able to get through to Kirina, the two with the bags and the cars, the guys who are back in Narvik gorging on deodorant and high on clean...